I'm Augusta Mayor Hardy Davis. You're listening to Making a Difference with Ken Macon. Welcome to Making a Difference. I'm your host, Ken Macon. Man, do we have an exciting show for you today. So many different things to talk about. Just want to bless you all with a preview of some of the playoff games that are coming up here in the CSRA High School. Football is in full effect. Shout out the teams over at Midland Valley High School and Silver Bluff High School. We had a chance to talk to both of you guys, coaches. That's right. We have Rick Knight and Al Lown on the show. Also going to speak to my man, Mike Rodri. He's the editor over at North Augusta today. Look, he's a Silver Bluff through and through. But we had a chance to sit down and have a great conversation about these two great playoff teams. Before we jump into uh, this commentary, I want to thank our sponsors. I want to thank the Medical Villa Pharmacy uh, in beautiful Augusta, Georgia, over on 1520 Laney Walker Boulevard. If you're looking for affordable health care, and a pharmacy that you can trust, look no further than Medical Villa Pharmacy, 706-722-7355, 706-722-7355. I also want to thank uh, some dear friends of the show. I want to thank TaxWise Financial and House of Georgia. I also want to uh, shout out Urban Pro Weekly. The next thing you'll hear is my commentary with Midland Valley football coach Rick Knight. You're listening to Making a Difference. Um, you all made a, a really a huge turnaround, I would say, um, toward the, the middle of the region schedule, and you guys have been on fire since then. What's what's really led to that um, to that to that resurgence or that that transformation? Well, to tell you the truth, we expected to be pretty good this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, we lost to North Augusta by a touchdown. Lost to Prom Thurman by a touchdown, and. The, trying to find ourselves a little bit and then we started running the ball a little bit more and then we lost our quarterback against on the first play against Silver Bluff and those four games he missed um, we took come in we took two games um, to get situated and, and probably the two biggest games were the first two of the region against Gilbert and, uh, um, and Swansea we had to win without him. And in the third game, he was back and uh, uh, under a kind of limited, they ran out of necessity type thing, you know. But then as he got better and better, uh, our offense clicked more and more. So, um, or healthier and healthier. Uh, And that's, that's what's been happening. I mean, you know, we get better on defense a little bit and it's really an incredible story and it's 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 one of those things that particularly i've had a chance to to see you all uh, you know progress through the season what really got my attention and you know for for the casual sports fan for someone who's been watching sports forever when you see a, a convincing second round playoff win um which is the case of what you all have I believe you all played saint james uh, just, just, just a dominating win. I mean, that's one of those things where, in in a playoff situation, in a single elimination format, those are the things that can really encourage and and lift up a team and carry them to great heights. What what did that win do for you all? Well, I, I think it showed that we belong. Um, you know, now we're playing the third team out of that region in the playoffs, and uh, so the kids are comparing scores and. And doing all that, saying, "Well, you know, maybe we got a shot. Maybe we got a chance at this thing." And uh, and uh, you know, playing playing three, what's left of the uh, four teams, three of them are pretty daggum 
uh, regular in this <laughs> Final Four format. Hmm. We're not. And hopefully our excitement and our focus is, is a little bit sharper and uh, we can continue. Can't help but make the comparison um, with the, the school having the success and, and really, um, I, I mean, the, the senior class. Um, that's 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 at the school. I mean, you know, um, you all haven't just won the uh, the state championship in basketball. How much of of that vibe is carrying over to what you all are able to do with the football team? Well, we got eight basketball players on our team, or I like to think that they got eight football players. On that team. <laughs> there it is, coach. Uh, yeah, and you know, last year we thought we were going to be really good in football, and uh, we had so many injuries, twenty uh, something surgeries last year oh, wow. that, uh, that it just decimated us uh, on both sides of the football and uh, uh, you know I think we had seven ACLs but uh, it's it, you know it was just something I'd never seen in 37 years of coaching that uh, 36 years of coaching that that uh, uh, you know we had to overcome and, and we did play 12 games last year so um bounce back a little bit, but uh, I think uh, I think the success of the basketball team and and, and the fact that we, we've been pretty good athletically for our school the last two or three years that uh, I, I think our kids and us, we all expect it to be pretty good. That's, that's re- really good to hear. Uh, la- last thing I want to ask you, and, and really this is just a, a, a call to the community, how how much of a factor has it been to not only have you know folks out of Graniteville, the LBC area to support you, but now it seems like this thing has gotten huge. I mean, all of Aiken County is coming out and saying, you know, we want to see Miller Valley do great things, and obviously that that extends to Silver Bluff as well. Just talk about that. Well, I, I think it's a big deal. Uh, you know, being at Silver Bluff in those early days, uh, you felt that that surge because. Back in those days, we were probably the only one that was got to that third and fourth round of the playoffs, and and you know Aiken's been successful, and Silver Bluff, and North Augusta's been successful, and and uh, so uh, I just I just think they just wanted the area team to be in there. So uh, I've had a lot of phone calls from other coaches and wishing us well and all that kind of stuff. So uh, it always makes you feel good too. That's good. I, I, you know, I, I just remembered as you mentioned, you know, back in the Silver Bluff days. How much of, of that championship pedigree um, are you drawing on now as a coach? Well, you know, I coach Lounge. I talked yesterday, and uh, it, we talked, I guess, fairly regularly. But uh, back in the old days when he was running the offense and I was running the defense down there, <laughs> you know, and we've always wished each other well and 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 so on, but. That's something when you, when you talk about uh, Coach Criswell. Like, I, I imagine he's up there uh, pu- pulling a few strings. Are you, what, what do you think? <laughs> well, that's what Al and I talked about. We think so too. 
man. That's a, just just a, a, a great legacy of football, and it's it's really um, amazing to see it play out here um, in the CSRA. Wishing y'all the best, Coach. Congratulations on uh, what you all have accomplished. Hope I get to talk to you next week too, my friend. Sounds great to me. Thank you. Take care. Yes, public. When we come back to making a difference, I'm going to talk with Mike Rozier about these two great playoff games. Stick with us. You're listening to Making a Difference. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you looking for affordable health care? Are you looking for a pharmacy that you can trust? Well, look no further than Medical Villa Pharmacy on 1520 Laney Walker Boulevard here in beautiful Augusta, Georgia. This may be a familiar voice to you. Hey, it's none other than Ken Macon from the hit show Making a Difference. And I just want to tell you about the fine folks over at Medical Villa Pharmacy. They're led by pharmacists Dr. Marshall Curtis and Baron Curtis. And I tell you, they provide great service for many of us here in Augusta, Richmond County. They take Georgia Medicaid, insurance plans, charge cards, WIC vouchers, and they even provide free delivery service. The Medical Villa Pharmacy is conveniently located in the medical district near the Medical College of Georgia and Payne College. Medical Villa Pharmacy. They are dedicated doctors, medical mavens, and a blessing to the health industry. What more can I say but head to Medical Villa Pharmacy, 706-722-7355, 706-722-7355. My name is Lauren Macon, and you are listening to Making a Difference with my handsome husband, Ken Macon. Welcome back to Making a Difference. I'm your host, Ken Macon. Hope you guys are enjoying the podcast. What we're going to do right now Let's jump into this discussion that we have with Mike Rozier. You guys are really going to hear his energy uh, and passion for high school football. Uh, it's really going to come through in this interview. Hope you guys enjoy it. So listen in. Got a, a friend of mine, really a brother of mine, man, despite, um, look, br- brothers from a different mother. <laughs> here, with, uh, here with Mike Rozier, the uh, editor of North Augusta Today. Mike, how you doing, my man? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me. Glad to have you, man. reason I want to have you on is, hey, you you got to talk to about football, particularly um, with the the dynamic. It seems like, look the uh, the, the the capital of uh, CSRA football. And I know some people are gonna be mad at this, but uh, seems like based on you know Midland Valley and um, Silver Bluff uh, being in the uh, being in, in the playoffs still seems like uh, all roads lead to Jackson, South Carolina, Mike. I'm telling you, it's it's uh, definitely a, a good year uh, in Aiken County for football, especially between you know Miller Valley and Silver Bluff, you know, teams that played each other. Uh, and really, um, that ball game that Silver Bluff won was really a turning point in their season because they um, had you know had a really tough non-region schedule with Abbeville and Strong Thurman, um, and that was a real signature win for them. I know uh, you know Daniel Carr. Um, uh, one of the, one of the best players in, in the region of the state, um, you know, was injured in that game, but uh, it was still a big win for the Bulldogs, and they really have not looked back since. And Miller Valley also, uh, once they got uh, him back, once they got Carr back, man, they they have been red hot. The the the, the Carr effect, and I, I want to talk about that uh, with you real fast. We saw it with the with the basketball team, and now we see it with the football team when this kid is healthy i mean he he can he literally like terms whatever team he's on into a contender um having watched him in basketball and in football what makes this kid so special in your opinion mike well i mean he's he's a playmaker and i think he's one of those guys that when he's on the court or on the field he just gives everybody that boost of confidence that hey um you know we can play better you know he's gonna make this better 
we know that when comes to crunch time, he's going to make that play. Um, you know, that's going to make make a big difference in the ball game, and and they just they rise they rise to the occasion around him. Yeah, I he's he's one of those kids. I've had a chance to know him. I mean, basically watch him grow up. And I don't know if a lot of people just really don't know about the character of this kid. I mean, this kid is someone who, uh, you know, he, he's a minister. I mean, he, he talks about the faith. I mean, just comes from really from good stock. And I think we're really starting to see some of that come out, not only in his play on the field, but as you mentioned, as, as a leader of young men, um, you know, all, off the field or, you know, when it's practice time. And I mean, just, just re really a great story and, and really good to see. Want to jump into uh, into some of these matchups real fast? Let's let's talk about Silver Bluff and Abbeville the rematch because you were had some awesome rants after uh, <laughs> after the first game that was twenty eight seven Abbeville. What uh, what's what's the difference you think between Silver Bluff then and Silver Bluff now, Mike? Um, you know, I, I think they they really didn't have as much of a especially on offense and offensive cohesiveness. Um, it really. When you plug in some new guys, I mean, it takes a little bit of time for that line to get going. And uh, and once those guys figured it out, man, they just they they grind on you. And, and by the second half, man, you're just they're wearing people out. And you know, Abbeville, uh, which is a team that uh, you know I talked with coaches, you know, before the season even started, and they were already pointing that bunch, and they've proven to be the real deal. Uh, and they were the real deal that night in August. Um, they jumped out and, and scored a really quick first offensive play of the game. Uh, the, the quarterback, you know, who is a, a terrific athlete, uh, you know, he dropped back and then he raced right up the gut and for a touchdown. And then, you know, they, they jumped on real quick, on Silver Bluff real quick. And it just, uh, it just you know, Silver Bluff's not one of those teams that is going to uh, usually be able to come back from a big deficit. So that, that's going to be a real key for them uh, on Saturday is not to give up a bunch of early points uh, in the first quarter. Uh, that's that's going to be a real big real big point in that game. And if, I'd say, you know, if this game is closed at halftime, uh, you know, under seven points, ten points, something like that, um, you know, we may see that tide turn again in the second half. So the Bluff has wanted to uh, be a second-half team and win the fourth quarter. And they were they did that they they uh, were able to do that in the second half uh, up at Abbeville uh, when they when they kind of solidified things a little defensively. So I think it's going to be a lot better matchup now than it was in August. Uh, but we'll see. You never know. Uh, we'll see what teams what teams show up on Saturday. <laughs> I talked to Coach Lown. He um, you know always even kill, always you know uh, straight straight you know straight shooter. He really didn't say a lot about two years ago, but I'm going to ask you as a Silver Bluff fan because yeah. I look, I went to Aiken, but what happened, you know, two years ago, state title game. I mean, you're on the doorstep against against Batesburg, Leesville and to not get it done. How much of an inspiration do you think that is for this coaching staff and for this community, you know, to want to ride up here to Benedict College and, and watch Silver Bluff finish a job? on the goal line on that final play and for that to go the other way I mean I can't tell you how many Silver Bluff games that I've that I've attended I've you know that where they come they march down the field and got it done in the fourth quarter and again it for it to not happen just it was just strange it was well you know 
I, I don't even know a word to describe my feelings. I just couldn't believe what I had seen. Hmm. And um, and I think that, that you know, because we're just so used to that happening uh, uh, at, at Silver Bluff. I mean, that just, and when it didn't, uh, and, and I, you know, I don't want to take anything away from those guys on that team. That was a great ball club. Yeah, it was. And, you know, it just, for whatever reason, it just wasn't their night. It was basically a night, all credit to them. And, uh, you know, but it was a different situation. Um, you know, in the lead-up to uh, Silver Bluff game uh, recently against Marion in the lower state team, I was doing some, some research, and I was, let's say, you know, 34 years of the school's history, um, playing football, they've, they've and, and the first season that they played, they weren't even eligible for the playoffs. So only 33 seasons they've been eligible for the playoffs, and they've advanced to the lower state championship game 15 times now. Wow! And, and we'll have played in, um, and we'll have played in uh, seven state championship games on Saturday. Um, that's incredible. Yeah, it is. Man. And and you know when you have seasons like last year, which were you know two and eight. It's a disaster at Silver Bluff High School, and it should be. There's no, you know, you want to maintain that excellence. Um, but that's an anomaly, okay? Um, that's not going to last very long around there. And, uh, and you know, sure enough, you know, the uh, we get some, a few more experienced guys uh, in there this year. Uh, and, you know, they're right back where they, uh, where they have been. Absolutely. I, I want to. I'm gonna come back to Silver Bluff in a minute because I, I want to talk about that in terms of uh, really just the, the the patience of Coach Lown. But I want to talk about Midland Valley here first because Mike, what we're seeing in Midland Valley, with all due respect, Midland Valley, in, in, in the better part of you know my professional career, was a softball t- was a softball school. I mean, that's that that was their that was their, they were baseball and softball. That was their bread and butter. Now we're right. we're in an era where we uh, we watched Miller Valley win a basketball uh, state title in in, men, in a boys basketball, and they are on the doorstep here um, in, in football. Mike, what changed, man, in, in such a short amount of time? Um, I mean that's a good question. I definitely you know don't don't have I don't know the kids over at Miller Valley as well as I do at Silver Bluff. Although that's probably going to change because I live in Graniteville now. So, <laughs> so that so that that. That's gonna change, um, but you definitely see uh, a lot more confidence, and uh, you know there's the, the, there's athleticism all over the field. I've been really impressed with what Dillon Valley has done defensively uh, this year. Um, you know, it hadn't just been. I mean, there's been times where they've gotten into some shootouts. You know, when, when they played the North Augusta earlier, that's kind of a high score game. Yeah. Um, but I, I think they've really, really kind of come along. Uh, come along defensively, and then when you couple that with, with the car and the offense, um, it makes for a, a great combination because they went through the middle of the season when he was hurt. You know, they went through a, a bit of a struggle. and uh, But then they, then they you know, won the region, and they have just been on a roll. So I'm excited to see what they do uh, with Myrtle Beach, which is a perennial, you know, state championship uh, contender. Uh, I'm, I'm anxious to see what uh, what happens on Friday on Saturday. Yeah, I, 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 um, I want to ask you a general question because you know we see teams that play tough non-region slates. They go in the region and you know they go may go four and zero, five and zero, and they they go on these runs. What is it about region play that you know where where a team can just get on a on a run, maybe get a couple of home games in the playoffs, and then they're just 
I mean, take off like a rocket. What, what, in your experience of, of, of covering high school football, what, what, what is it that just allows teams to uh, catch lightning in a bottle? Well, I, I think it goes back to using your pre-reaching games to test yourself. Uh, I think that that's why you see, you know, the teams that perennially that you see have success, uh, you know, on both sides of the river, they, um, they challenge themselves as often and as early as possible. Um, you know, when, you, when you're playing, when, you know, just simple up for example, when you're playing Strong Thurman and Abbeville and Williston, Elko, and Midland Valley to start before you even get to read your play, by the time you get to region play where you're playing teams that are your own side, um, I mean, you're ready. You're ready to rock. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, you know, Super Bowl's not the only school that follows that follows that formula. Um, you know, I mean, Miller Valley does the same thing. And I think that the benefit of that, in addition to winning your region, is you get on a roll. You get used to winning. You get used to that consistency of how to win. And it just carries over into the playoffs. Yeah, man, it's a it, it's a good feeling. Want to shift back and talk about Silver Bluff here real fast. Last year, two and eight disastrous season. It uh, I, I see it all the uh, all the time in Jackson. I think it's very unfortunate when you think about the caliber of coach, um, not only as a um, as a professional, but just as a man of character. Uh, it seems like Allen Allen he deals with this almost every other year. Get him out of there. He doesn't know what he's doing. You you haven't seen it. J- just talk about who. Uh, who Al Lown the man is, who Al Lown the coach is, and how, it, I mean, how downright disrespectful it is two years from a, a, being on the doorstep of, the, of a state title game. You got one bad year, and people want this guy to get out of here, man. What's that about? Well, I think it's just the world we live in. You know, you call it the, the uh, you know, the, um, the, the Mark Rick syndrome, you know? <laughs> yeah. You, know, you, you, you got these expectations of, you know, we've got to win every year, you know, and, and, and I understand that, you know, that, that's been, there's been a standard of excellence set at Silver Bluff that, um, that you want as a program. But there are going to be times where it just doesn't happen. I mean, I don't think Coach Lowell did any worse of a job last year. In fact, I think last year was one of his better coaching jobs because, that team never quit. They won two of their last three games. They were a better football team at the end than they were at the beginning. And they never gave up. They lost a ton of games in the fourth quarter. Hmm. Um, and, you know, when you you got a bunch of young kids that lose games that way for two and three or four times, especially younger kids, yeah. you, can lose those, you can lose those kids in a heartbeat. And he never lost those kids, and I think he and his staff do a great job. And I'll give you uh, an example. You know, the the uh, in fact, I was just talking about this today. Um, when I was in high school, Matt Weir was the coach at Marvel High School. Marvel and Silver Bluff, that was the ball game. Um, and over the years, once Coach Weir left, Silver Bluff, you know, Coach Jenkins was there when I was when I was in high school. But Coach Lowell took over after when I graduated in '93, and he's been a steadying influence since then. And especially in high school sports, consistency is key. And to be able to have a coach of the caliber of Al Lowell to stay at one school for as long as he has has helped with that consistency. 
When was the last time that Marvel was in the in the lower state championship game? I mean, just, yeah. with, it's been a while. I mean, yeah, it's been a while, and and I think it was Coach Garrett who is actually there now again who who uh, um, coached them in that game. And I just said all that to say this is that um, you're gonna have ups and downs, but if you've got a coaching a coaching staff with a known pedigree, you know what they can do. Um, you just you, you gotta let them coach, man, and just give them the support that you can, all the support that you can, and uh, and let them do their do their stuff. Great commentary from you, Mike. One more thing I want to ask. I um, just got off the phone with uh, with uh, Rick Knight and talking about uh, about Coach Criswell, man. I, I you know I just happened to throw in there in passing. You know he brought up uh, Coach Criswell and the fact that. I, you know, I asked him, I said, well, maybe he's up there pulling some strings for you guys. And he said, you know, I, I, I can't help but, but to think that he is. Just talk about his, his, his legacy as a coach, um, what, he, what he meant to you. Um, and you being really someone who is, a, I mean, I would say a, a football historian, you know, when it comes to Silver Bluff. What did he, what has he meant not only to, to that community? Well, I, I, not only to Silver Bluff, but, I mean, to the football community at large. Well, what, what Coach Criswell did was establish a legacy not only winning, but hard work. I mean, you know, there, there's a bulldog heel for a reason, and they run it for a reason because it, it makes it makes men out of boys. And you know, a lot of, especially nowadays, I mean, when it's all about your Nike Spark training and all this kind of stuff, um, this isn't the kind of stuff that we're talking about with Coach Prism. Coach <laughs> Prism was a, a nitty gritty, get it done, hard work wet count kind of guy and he established that very very early on at Silver Bluff and it has that's just been maintained that's just been the expectation those kids come up and you know, especially in years past you may not have that many of them but they're going they're going to work extremely hard and they're not going to give up and you know I mean I think that that uh, was no doubt something that that uh, was transferred over to over to Midland Valley and uh, is is showing up today. Yeah, I, I think it's. I mean, it, it really speaks well of his legacy to have two, you know, two gentlemen from uh, his coaching tree. I mean, in a, in a position, uh, you know, with obviously Coach Lamb being a, having a chance to win a state title, and you know, Midland Valley with an opportunity to advance um, to a state championship. I mean, it just it really uh, speaks speaks well of him, and you know, I, that that pretty much speaks for itself. Man, I. Yeah. I tell you, it's definitely, it's definitely not by accident. That's <laughs> for sure. Mike, man, I I, I really this commentary. I, I hate uh, that that it happened toward the end of the year, man. It seems like something we like we should have been doing every week, man. But look, uh, grateful for your football knowledge, and um, look for for your community service uh, here in uh you know in in the uh, in the CSRA, man. Appreciate you. Hey, man. Anytime, uh, you know, just uh, appreciate the effort of these head coaches their staff, uh, and these players. I wish them both the best uh, this weekend, and I uh, hope they both get it done. Same here, Mike. Take care, brother. All right. Thank you so much. When we come back, we're going to speak with Silver Bluff coach Al Lown. You're listening to Making a Difference. 
Have you gotten a letter from the IRS about an audit, levy, or tax lien? Worried because you haven't filed taxes in several years? Well, stop worrying and call the tax pros at TaxWise Financial on Tobacco Road. TaxWise Financial is licensed to represent you at all levels of the IRS in any state, from the simple to the complex. Professional and affordable representation by TaxWise Financial will help resolve all of your tax issues. Call them at 706-305-1412. TaxWise Financial, the wise choice for all your tax needs. I'm Richmond County Sheriff Richard Roundtree. You're listening to Making a Difference with Ken Macon. Welcome back to Making a Difference. I don't know if I had a chance to actually say this uh, during the course of the podcast, but the two games that are coming up, uh, Mailer Valley High School will be playing at home Friday night. I believe that game is a 7 p.m. start. Silver Bluff will be playing this Saturday uh, at 6 p.m. at Benedict College. I want you guys to support, um, come out and support both of these teams. Look, Mailer Valley High School uh, in, in Graniteville uh, should be a short hop for most of us in the CSRA. In terms of going up to uh, Benedict to uh, see Silver Bluff, I mean, you're talking about what, maybe an hour drive, an uh, hour and a half at the most. So come on out and support these great teams. Uh, with that being said, here's Coach Al Lamb. All right, Coach, I'm back. How you doing? Fine. First of all, I the, the most amazing thing to me as, as I look at this team, and I've uh, been looking from afar, but – the, the the jump that was made from last year to this year. Talk talk about the the transition that that was made. Did it did it start in the summer for you all? Kind of give, give us a synopsis of how that happened. Well, I think it started with the way we ended up last year. We were uh, won two out of our last three games, and we didn't have a single kid quit on the team that last year. So uh, that that team last year finished strong and carried a lot of momentum in his offseason. And uh, we knew we had a lot of kids coming back. We lost a few starters from last year. So really began with the way we finished last season. That's good. That's good. I um, haven't had a chance, as I mentioned, to, to cover you all as, as much as I've wanted to. What's you all's uh, record? And, and kind of to kind of give us just a, a quick kind of run through of the season. Uh, finished up 10-3. Uh, Two and three in the non-region, we lost at Abbeville and that strong environment, some tough places, and lost a close game to Swansea here at home in the last minute. Uh, and then uh, won eight in a row since then, so uh, uh, pretty good turnaround. I, I would say so. What um what did you what did you learn from that Abbeville game in t- in terms of you know that that being one of the better teams in the state? Yeah, well, you know, we always like to play. Good people, and the only way you can find out what you need to work on is when you play people who are good. And uh, it's tough to lose games like that, Thurman. Uh, but you find out what you need to work on to get better. Most certainly, most certainly. I, w- I want to ask you this because, and I just, I just, I just want to talk about the community response because. I hear I hear so many different things. On the one hand, you you have people say, you know, Al Lowe, great uh, great coach. I'm right there with him. You have some people. It seems like from year to year to year, they forget just how much you've meant to this program. How long have you been at at, at Silver Bluff, Coach? Uh, twenty three years. Twenty twenty three years, and I mean, I and I I talked to a guy at my new job. I said, do you understand? This man has one bad year, and literally the whole town wants to fire the guy, and then the next year he's back. In the state title, it's look. It's been two years. It's just two years, and you're you're, you're back in a title game. How how do you handle just kind of the? I mean, we can call it a lack of appreciation. We can call it you know, look, short term memory loss, whatever you want to call it. But how how do you deal with all of that, coach? Well, you just have to, like I tell our team, uh, you can always tell who you can depend on when you lose a game, and 
you know, we lost that first game to Anvil. I told the kids, I said, look who's here to support you even when things are bad. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, that's just the way it is, you know. Uh, football coaches, uh, you know, people people uh, don't always blame the coach, and that's, that's just part of the job. But so, I understand that, and uh, all I can worry about is my coaches and my players, and so uh, that's what we focus on. I want to talk about the legacy of Silver Bluff football here real fast, and, and you're being a part of that. I, I have a chance to, you know, it, it's really a, about more than football when you think about just dynamic young men uh, on and off the field. Troy Williamson, D'Angelo Bryan, Corey Chavis. How how proud of you uh, are you just to be a part of that and, and in some ways to be the architect of that? Well, you know, a lot of those kids who've gone on to the NFL and Division One careers and extra college careers, you know, they're, they're, they're born pretty talented, so... Main thing we just try to do is make sure that they see the opportunities in front of them, and uh, uh, and try to instill the character and the values in them that'll help them succeed at the next level. But yeah, I'm very proud of them. It's uh, you know, Cordray Tankersley, you know, playing for Clemson at cornerback now. We got Boy, Marcus Lawrence playing for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, so uh, and a number of other guys playing college ball right now. So yeah, I'm very proud of them. Certainly. I just want to let everybody know in the listening audience, we got people listening in, not just locally, man, but but from all over. When you talk about Silver Bluff uh, High School football, look, the modest town of of Jackson, South Carolina, but a lot of great talents come out of this school, and and, and this gentleman right here is, is responsible for a lot of it. Last thing I want to ask you. Man, do you, how often have you have you thought about two years ago and being just so close, so close to yet another state title? Is that something that drives you personally? Is that something that drives some of these players? Uh, a lot of several of them who played on the team back then certainly it's driving them. But you know, uh, you have to you have to look. You can't look back. We don't we don't really spend a whole lot of time looking back. Then uh, this team right here has a chance to. Uh, you know, to to get that victory in the state championship, and uh, but at this time of the year, you know, you got to be man enough to if you win, hold your head one way, and if you lose, still hold your head the same way. Uh, you know, this uh, it's going to be tough on whichever team loses, and the team that wins needs to be gracious in, in victory. And so we we try to keep an even keel about that. That's a, a great perspective, I tell you, from from a coach who. Look, <laughs> it seems, seems like he's, he's the master of that particular category. Coach Lowne, best of luck this weekend. We, we love you, man. Take care. Thank you. Appreciate it. Man, what a great show. Um, just want to, you know, reiterate uh, the point of the fact that I am rooting for both of these teams. I believe both of these teams are going to win. I mean, it's just, you know, when I think about, you know, all, that, all of the adversity that, that these teams have faced, and just some of the great talent of both of these teams. I think Minna Valley will be victorious, and I think Silver Bluff will uh, return to his championship ways, uh, being able to uh, to find some uh, some redemption for a very close game that they lost in the state title, um, state championship game two years ago. So just looking forward to all of this great football action, and I know you guys are as well. With that said, uh, this has been another great episode of Making a Difference. Don't be selfish. Um, if you guys have listened to this episode and you like it, share it with a friend, share it with family. Um, I'm Ken Macon. Love you guys so much. Peace and God bless. Did you enjoy that episode of Making a Difference? If you did, then I want you to follow and keep up with the Making a Difference movement on Twitter, on Facebook, on SoundCloud, and on iTunes. If you're looking us up on iTunes, search for Making M-A-K-I-N a difference. SoundCloud, all you gotta do is go to soundcloud.com backslash Making a Difference. On Twitter, the handle is difference.com. 
Macon, M-A-K-I-N. And on Facebook, you can go to facebook.com backslash Macon a difference show s-h-o-w thank you guys so much for supporting the movement love you guys peace and god bless